Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. We're getting ready to do our uh, top rope report. Monday Night Raw recap. We'll uh, see what Greg thought about Monday Night Raw. So, but we, uh, we're going to start off the show, you know, Ben, there he is. What up, Greg? Hey, what up? Come on. Hold on. My, my camera looks a little fuzzy. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. All right, ready? Um. Okay, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, TalkShoe.com. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, looks like we got some sad news again to report. Uh, yeah, the fact that we can only see half your face. How, how about now? Well, can see it from the eyeballs down. Well, unfortunately, we've been uh, we've been kind of used to these ten bell salutes lately, and uh, this is this is no different. And uh, the wrestling world lost one of the greatest uh, promoters, owners. You know, the man uh, was instrumental in getting TNA started, and uh, we're going to do a ten bell salute for. Mr. Jerry Jarrett, please join me in a moment of silence as we told the bell ten times. Rest in peace, Jerry. Oh, yeah. Uh, his son, obviously, for those of you who don't know, is Jeff Jarrett. Um, and he's, he's involved, uh, been involved in professional wrestling for years. Um, I didn't know him until he came to WWE. Uh, never knew his father. Knew he was from wrestling, but don't know anything other than that. The, the fact that he was Jeff Jarrett's father. Um, had involved in wrestling, don't know much about him at all. Um, but you know, once again, he was part of the wrestling world. Um, a sad day for you know, wrestling fans all over anytime any way passes in the business, right? Um, uh, really so you know, to pay respect to the Jared family and the Ted salute. And uh, you know, Jared, Jeff Jarrett said that he, uh, I guess he's supposed to or is supposed to. Tonight, and said, "You know what? My dad would walk this, so he should be there. Uh, you know what he's doing? What shape he's going to be mentally? I mean, 
that's that's you know a whole other story. Uh, but yeah, bus definitely of care family. Definitely uh, there. That's a bust. Definitely. And if and if she was a wrestler too, we'd be doing a ten bell salute for Raquel Welch, who passed away today at the age of eighty. Shit about Raquel Welch. Uh, Drew, thanks for tuning in. She's not even worth mentioning. Uh, so, yeah, so Monday Night Raw is in the books. And, uh, you know, we're also going to be talking, like I said, we're going to be talking Monday Night Raw. We're going to be talking Elimination Chamber three days away. Definitely, yes. definitely looking forward to that show. So um, if you're ready to get started with the matches, I'm ready as you are. Yeah. Um, well, it, um, you said I get to go first this time, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that, I thought that's what you said. No, what I said earlier was the last time we we went, we did the show. You went first, and all you talked about was promos because it seemed like every time it was your turn, it was a promo. So I figured because of the promo started off Monday Night Raw, I'd go first. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying the opposite. Okay. All right. Well, it started out with Peggy Lynch opening up the show with an in-ring promo. Yep. Yep. I, I thought it was a good promo. I mean, Becky's good on the mic. Uh, I was really glad that, you know, it was eventually going to turn out to be, you know, a match, especially when Adam Pierce. Hey, DJ, what's up, buddy? Sorry you can't make it tonight with us. Um, oh, he's watching, so maybe yeah. he is able to join us. Yeah, maybe he is. I mean, you know, we'd love to bring him on because he is part of the show now. But, um, I mean, with Adam Pierce. Would Biden be his comment? Now, oh, yeah, I can. Hold on. Yes, I can. Let's see. All right, there we go. Let's see. Glad to see you back. And, okay. and uh, yeah, so like I said, you know, I mean, it was, uh, it was a good promo. Um, it led into a match, which I thought was interesting because it was going to be turning into a triple threat match. And the winner of the triple threat match was going to be put into the elimination chamber, which I thought was only really only the fair way to do it. But I mean, the promo was real good. I'm trying to remember, you know, a, a lot about it. I, Adam Pierce was—I believe this was the one Adam Pierce was in. I think Becky came out, and then Adam Pierce was in the ring. Or that might have been last week. Well, either way, oh, was, yep, that's what I thought. And, you know, Becky is just Becky. I mean, you know, she's super on the mic, good in the ring. I was glad to see, you know, that she started off the show on Monday Night Raw. I gave, I gave the whole thing a B plus. Okay. Um, slight correction. Um, the winner of the match only would have been added to the Elimination Chamber match if it was Becky or Bailey. If Bianca won, she wasn't going to be added to the match because she's already the champion. And this was to determine who would face her WrestleMania. It started out with Becky basically saying that, you know, the man didn't have a road to WrestleMania. Um, so she had Adam Pierce in the ring and told Adam Pierce that she'll do whatever she has to do um, to put the Elimination Chamber match. Now you're even off center now. So you can. You didn't fix anything. Um, I'll be home in five minutes. I'll join then. All right, DJ. All right. Um, then Bailey came 
now basically saying that, you know, she didn't deserve to be in the WrestleMania match. I did, blah, blah, blah. Then Bianca came out and was like, hey, everybody's talking about the title, but nobody's talking about me. And that's when Adam Pierce put this, I mean, rather interesting match together. Um, it was good. I liked it. Um, I mean, opening the show with a promo is really, really something that they've done for a long time, and I, I don't, I don't enjoy it. I, I, I want to get into the action. Um, you know, if you want to open up with a promo, try and get people interested in Peacock and do a thirty-minute quote-unquote raw kickoff show and get rid of all this shit. Just put it on that. Um, so just for the fact that I'm really kind of getting tired of every show almost, um, at least 75% of the shows opening up with an interview promo, I'm almost going to give it a B minus. Okay. Um, after that, we then went to a match. Um, it was a little backstage interview with Judgment Day, minus Rhea Ripley. Um, Dominic saying that, that Bobby was out promoting uh, WrestleMania like, like she should. Um, so she wasn't, quote unquote, wasn't there. Um, Judgment Day versus Street Profits was the match. Um, it was a good match. I liked it. I mean, I'm, I'm really, you know, as I told Trim, um, one thing I'm really getting to like is Judgment Day's music. Um, yeah, it, it, it's weird because the first part of Judgment Day sounds like the beginning of Bailey's song with that humming part of it. But then both songs, one song goes to the left, one song goes to the right, and nothing similar after that. Um, but I'm really, you know, getting used to Judgment Day. Um, if Dominic was in there and almost anybody else was in there, I'd probably love the faction. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always liked Finn Balor and getting the light show out to Justin Priest. Uh, Damian Priest, and I, I, I'm really getting like Rhea Ripley. Um, the match itself was, was an okay match. I mean, it was basically the same type of match you see in the Street Profits every week with the dives, jumps. I'm really kind of seeing that maybe it, it's time to focus on singles careers for both of them. Because they're not doing anything new or anything at all. It's just it's the same flips, the same jumps, the same dives every match. Right. So I, I want to see something new out of them. Um, after the match is over, the three started to beat down on the Street Profits. And da -da 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 -da. here comes Super Edge and Wonder goes on. Um, down to quote unquote make the save, and then Rhea Ripley showed up through the crowd and flattened Beth Phoenix. Um, the more you see it, the more you gotta know that Edge and Beth are gonna win at Elimination Chamber, but that's something we'll talk about during the Elimination Chamber. Um, overall, I gave this a C. Plus. Okay. Um, yes, I definitely agree. The match was really good, I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, the street. Street Profits and Judgment Day, you know, two of the top tag teams right now in WWE. Uh, the funny, I think one of the funniest things I liked about 
when they were talking to, for the promo and stuff was when Dominic said he ran his block when he was in prison. Like, yeah. dude, you were in what, 10 minutes? I mean, come on. Yeah. In a holding cell in, like, in the basement of a police station. Right, and he ran his block. Okay. But uh, no, I thought it was really good. I mean, I agree with you as far as the individuals go. I mean, I think they should start putting them more in singles matches. Start the individuals go work the individuals. Huh? Oh, Damian Priest and uh, Finn Bauer. I think they should focus more, a little bit more on them uh, singles matches. That, that, that's not what I said at all. Not even close to what I said. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that's what you said. I apologize. No, just look, once again, you don't listen. You got to listen. I said it's time to break up the street profits because they're doing the same jumps, the same dives, the same slips the same moves every match. So maybe it is time to to split them apart. I love the right. gender they being together. Absolutely love it. Oh great, great. Um Merced Solis is tuning in. Tito Santana, thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Uh he should be judge for that. <laughs> yeah, Tito was Tito was one of the greats. And um yeah, but I uh I kind of figured, you know, when they started beating down the street profits that Edge and Beth Phoenix are going to run. And like you said, it's going to, you know, it, to me, it'll make it a little bit more interesting. I think it'll make it a little bit more physical for the Elimination Chamber. And I kind of enjoyed it. I gave it a B minus. Okay. All right. So after that, we went to the infamous contract signing between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Trip, you usually love or hate contract signings. What do you think of this one? It was basically, I really can't say it was the same thing that you see all the time because there was really no physicality in the ring. It was outside the ring this time. Brock Lesnar fighting through the security guards or as Triple H used to say, the defenders of the indie circuit. And, you know, Bobby Lashley was sitting back there at the table wanting to do things on his terms. I thought we were going to see a stipulation in this contract signing. You know, maybe like uh, like you said before, like a fight pit match or or something to that effect. It was just a contract signing, and you know he he got the best of Brock Lesnar this time with the spear and the backdrop when he ran after him. So or when he ran towards him, and he backdropped him onto the table, which I kind of think he missed a little bit. And either hit the corner of the table. I don't recall the table smashing. I don't recall flipping them off the table at all. No, it's okay. That's a, yeah, he, he went to, you know, when he ran towards Lesnar, he ducked down and went to give him a, a flip over him, and he must have screwed something up, and then he gave him the spear. But he signed the contract, and this is going to be, oh, I believe, round three between these two. Hopefully it'll be over at Elimination Chamber. I, I really didn't like it at all. I gave it a C minus. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I liked it a little bit more than you did. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know who to root for. If I'm the WWE Universe, I, I guess I have to root for Brock Lesnar because he's more of a favorite than Bobby Lashley's marks in the eyes of the audience. Um, one thing I noticed is when Brock Lesnar, I go back and listen to it, maybe it's just me, 
Brock Lesnar is wearing the hat, the cowboy hat. He's kind of got a little bit of a southern accent. You know, that's my horrible rendition of some of that said. But when he's not wearing the hat and he's kicked down like a dirty, it's regular Brock Lesnar. Go back and listen and see if I'm wrong. Um, so just for that aspect of it, I gave it a, you know, a little bit of a, a I, everything I start off in a C. And it depends on how high it gets elevated or lower it gets, you know, uh, depleted, as Tom Brady would say. Um, so this was just an average contract signing. Um, yes, Brock Lesnar's like through the 10 quote-unquote security guards to get to the Bobby Lashley only to get oiled by Bobby Lashley. Um, disappointed that it's just going to be a regular match. I, I would have liked to at least see like a notice qualification. I mean, did that do all out with a, a main huge match? This is the third Cool. 
so it started off with Becky Lynch opening the show with a raw from her promo, um, joined by Adam Pierce in the ring. What do you think of her opening promo? Um, yeah, I was okay with it because, like, when I was watching that, I, I was like, man, I, ha- I, I can't remember uh, a Becky promo just by herself in the ring in a, in a little while now, so it was cool to see. Um, I didn't notice Adam Pierce at first, and then I seen him, and I was like, oh, okay, something's about to happen here. We're about to get a match or something. Um, she gave whoever shout out and everything, which I was, you know, I, I like that, you know, because I, I think she should do that, especially because what she, you know, how she was acting last year with her, you know, she, I think she even said it. I was acting like a weirdo last year or something. So that was nice to see. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Becky and Bailey. I mean, I think we pretty much hit it last week too. I don't know, man. Like, I want to see other people with them, you know, because they're two of the top girls, women. Sorry, and I feel like they should be together. Like, let the two top women be with other, you know, help other women out. Anyway. I was okay with it. Um, you know, the, the, the one thing they do good is talk crap to each other. They're damn good at it. You know, and they say some pretty wild stuff. So, to me, I feel like that's what's giving me whatever interest I have in this is because of that. So, I like, I gave the segment a B. Okay. And I'm just going to point out something here real quick. That's why it's great to have the third person involved, because we each pointed out something that the other one didn't mention, and he brought up the leader from her thinking, you know, mention the leader, yep. which does. That's why this trifecta thing we've got going on here, right. I, I love it. I really do. Yep. Drew, really do. Drew says, hey, DJ, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Sorry, let me turn the chat on here. How you doing, Drew? Right. Then they went to the tag team match, Street Profits versus Chuck Tay. I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good match. Like, you know, Street Profits pretty much we know are time going to give us a good match. Judgment Day, most of the time going to give us a good match unless Dominic's in it. Then it's probably not going to be that good. But being um, that he wasn't, I, I enjoyed it, actually. Um, Pretty good match to Balor, I think, win this one, I think, was kind of cool because I feel like they kind of are just sleeping on him a little bit. I mean, yeah, he's the leader of Devin Day and all that, but I, I was happy to see uh, Finn Balor finish and Finn. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. Um, the ending is what got me because you got Beth Phoenix out there. And she looks amazing. I mean, she's jacked. I mean, she's jacked. So, would a forearm to the back really down and out? Because that's what we've seen. And I was like, oh, man, that's really all it was. So, to me, it kind of made it like, it kind of shit on back a little bit. But, overall, it was all right. The match, I gave the match a B because that was great. And uh, the ending, I could maybe take a little off it, but I'll go B. Okay. All right. Uh, 
ready for that. Frank is and then the, the only other thing we talked about to get you all caught up with where we are is the contract signing between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Um, to me, it was exactly what I thought we would see Brock come out, talk a little stuff, tell him to get his ass down here, all that, you know, and I think he said it, what, three, four times. Brock, get your ass down here, you know. Um, so he said it with that little southern accent because he had a cowboy hat I enjoy this side of Brock, I really do. I, I always liked him. I, I enjoyed the heel part of Brock too, but I think he's such a good baby face, man. I love it. I think he really needs to get better talking, but I don't know if he cares enough to. You know, I think he just thinks he's good enough. Right. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I do like how Bobby was kind of petty and brought out all the, you know, the secured guards and his own table and whatnot. So you kind of knew, all right, we're going to see some kind of fighting outside of the ring. So it was a little, you know, he kind of knew what was going to happen. But I think after I see this, I care a little bit more to watch this match. Because at first I'm like, nah, I don't want to see them fight each other again. Because they, they put so much into having you know, their view for years and years, and they never fought, and they're supposed to do this. Uh, and then they finally did, and I, I haven't really seen like anything too crazy that So I wasn't really looking forward to seeing them again. But after this, it kind of gave me a little bit. Um, I also went B on this. That's three B in a row. Right. Frank, is that Frank Cazenza is watching. Frank, thanks for tuning in. So now we're going to go round robin. We're going to go me, Trip, and then D. He's going to give him a rest there to uh, yep. rest his throat. Sure. Um, so once again, you came back. You got live with us on the perfect timing. We're talking about what, what I mean, this, this should have been the match to close night one of WrestleMania. It really <laughs> should have. And it was me him against Piper Niven. Honestly, I mean, was it a, a no Yeah. I'm actually going to give it a slightly higher grade because of how short it was. We didn't have to do the 15 to 20 minutes like we do with most matches on Raw now. It was just a little six minute match. Piper didn't want to play it. It was her quote unquote revenge for me and giving her a Black Eye last week. Um, so I, I, overall, I'm going to give this match. There's really not much to say about it. Um, I mean, Corey Grace made a reference to a miss um, towards Piper Niven. I, I didn't understand that. I don't understand it now. Um, I don't remember Piper Niven ever being in TNA whether this was there or anything, so I don't know what he was talking about. Uh, but I, I gave the whole thing a C minus. Okay. Yeah, this match, I did not, um, I wasn't too impressed with watching it. I mean, you know, I thought Mi Chin or Mia Yim, whatever they call her, um, I really thought she was a better competitor than what she's showing. Um, and, you know, Piper Niven, I'm glad she went back to her, her 
original name, Piper Niven. That Dewdrop thing just wasn't working for me. And, uh, I mean, you know, like Greg said, there's really not much I can say about this match. It was just a short match, and I gave it a C-minus as well. Okay. DJ. Uh, just to start off, just because you both gave it C minuses, I want to say I gave it a C minus too. So there's a triple triple trifecta there. <laughs> um, no, you mean what do you mean? You're giving out D's all night. How did this only get a C minus? <laughs> I mean, come on. I tried to buy you lower, but I'll go C Yep. Okay, like I said, it wasn't great. Basically, Piper just came in. Weight and her strength and just kind of dominated the course of the match, which is kind of stupid to me because I feel like they were trying to give Jim a little bit, I'm not going to say a push, push, but they were kind of trying to get her involved a little more. And she just got yeah. dominated on here. Kind of, she almost looked like a jobber almost. Um, so I didn't really care. I mean, I, I do like Piper as a heel. Now, or yeah. well, we didn't really see much, but you can tell that she is now. Um, so I do like that, <laughs> but that's about it. That's about all I like about it, you know. See, yep. yep. Uh, Jeff, that they went to a backstage interview where Baron Corbin was getting interviewed, and then all of a sudden they broke away to a man in a hooded sweatshirt coming in the ring, which turned out to be Sami Zayn. It's a promo, trivia, I think you know what you're doing, you're first. I loved it. I thought it was a great promo on both parts when he called out Cody. You know, was talking about, hey, you know, I know I can beat Roman. Do I really, you know, I'm trying, I don't remember his exact words, but he's like, well, do I think I can beat Roman at Elimination Chamber? I don't know, which kind of throws a little bit of doubt into Sami Zayn as as, I mean, if he beats Roman Reigns, it's good. I can, I'll consider it an upset if he, beat, if he beats Roman Reigns. But, you know, when Cody came out and he was talking, you know, back and forth, it was just a, an amazing promo on both ends. Uh, Sammy's always been good on the mic. The crowd, the crowd just loves him. He's so over with the crowd. And then Cody Rhodes, well, Cody's Cody. I mean, but... It kind of makes me, after watching that promo, it kind of makes me lean a little bit towards really wanting to see Cody and Sammy at WrestleMania. I mean, that, I, I'm still, I mean, that would still be great to see. Um, it, was, it would still be great to see Cody and um, Roman Reigns, but I wouldn't be disappointed if it was Cody and Sammy Zayn. I loved, I loved the whole thing. Everything about it, I gave it an A. Greg. DJ. Oops, sorry, Greg. I I also really enjoyed it. Um, Okay. Thanks, Drew. Didn't know that. I, I, after coming off of the promo he had, which was excellent, this was just another excellent promo, and I some went through my mind real quick, and it was like, are they trying too hard to make Cody like a 
So, I mean, I, yeah, I like this a lot. I'm right in the middle of the Q Mike today. DJ should be plus. I'm giving it an A minus. Okay. After that, they went backstage again um, to continue with the interview with Baron Corbin, who then started to bash Cody, um, Dustin Reynolds, Dusty Reynolds, and that was it. Cody Rhodes attacked him. They then walked through the gorilla position out to the ring, and he demanded a fight in his dress shoes and suit pants and all. Um, DJ, did you at least see this match? Or? I did. Um, okay. I watched I watched it this morning when I woke up on YouTube. Um, man, when I heard Baron Corbin say that about Dusty, you know, like him saying it about Dusty and Cody now, I was like, all right, you know, I'm a little bit of shit, but yeah, he, brought, he said Dusty, and I was like, whoa. You know, and to me, it almost makes me feel like we're about to see, hopefully, a better Corbin character coming up here. Um, pretty sure they're, I think they're gonna, I see some, I mean, you know, never really know. Oh, shit, I agree. And, but I did see some earlier um, about that they are uh, putting him through a character change again. He's gonna be more serious and all that. So hopefully that is what's gonna happen because to me, I really feel Baron Corbin is, can I say awesome? I'll say awesome just because he gives shit on so much. He does it and loves it. You know, he's there and he does it. And he's actually damn good. And he doesn't always make a look. But um, hopefully this might be something we see after, you know, after WrestleMania or something. Maybe we see them go at it or something. Or maybe they go at it a couple times before WrestleMania on Raw or something. So, I mean, I'm cool with it because I can't see them putting Cody, you know, fighting anyone before WrestleMania, anyone that, you know, anyone needs anything right now. So to see Corbin, yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, especially him saying that, it'll make it a little better. You know, it'll make the match a little better if they do have one. Cody's just going to come and just whoop him because he needs that ass whooping for saying that, so. That match thing was it was nothing. And the match, I mean, the match was okay. It was him going, you know, Cody going and he was pissed and got the win. Um, but I feel like that that it didn't do its justice. Like you say that about about Dusty. Yeah, we need a big match here. We need to we need some good stuff here with that. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. That was cool. I'll give it a I'll give it a
wrestling fraud, you know, in, in, in the fact that he just keeps losing. Um, I, I did see, um, okay, um, I did see the same thing you saw DJ, they're going to try and make his character more serious and not be as much of a joke, and I'm all for it, because he could be, you know, a uh, top heel on Monday Night Raw. And with them being wishy-washy about so many people on the top of the roster, you know, Bob Lash is a bad guy, but he's a good bad guy. Brock Lesnar's a good guy, but he's a bad good guy. And, you know, just having another top heel um, would work wonders for, for the for uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, the match, it, I mean, it wasn't really long enough to to be a good match. Um, it was short. It was quick. It was Cody Rhodes being angry in his pants and dress shoes. Uh, I gave the man just plus. Alrighty, Rick Del the host of EWZ, has joined us. Rick, thank you, and uh, check out his interview with Sonny Blaze on YouTube. It was definitely a good interview. Um, yeah, I I agree. I mean, I don't care who you are in the wrestling business, whether Cody's around or not, you don't disrespect Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes has done more for anybody in pro wrestling than. 15 people combined. And, you know, when, I mean, I knew something was up when I saw Cody come through the curtain and he's standing back there just as Baron Corbin started mentioning, um, started mentioning, you know, Cody and Dustin Rhodes and, oh, your father's a joke and this, that, and the other thing. And then that's what set Cody off. And they went to the ring and started fighting. I, I really enjoyed it. As far as the thing with Baron Corbin goes, I read somewhere that, you know, Triple H was ready to give up on him after all the stuff that's been going on. But a character change for Baron Corbin, I think, would be just what he needs. I liked him. I've always, you know, I really can't say I've always liked Baron Corbin. I started liking him really when he was the lone wolf. And then, you know, he had the thing where he was down on his luck, and that kind of got a little pathetic and pitiful and everything. And when JBL came out and said he was going to be the modern-day wrestling god, it's like, come on, this is Barry Corbin. And then he goes, you can't polish a turd. Yeah, well, that's exactly true. So we'll have to see what kind of character change they're going to uh, have for Baron Corbin. And I gave it, I gave the match a B-. minus. Okay. Uh, yes, Greg, I did, I did check it out. It was, it was okay. good. Just check it. Just yep. check it. Um, after that, we then went to a six-woman tag match. Um, as it was three, it was the six competitors in the Elimination Chamber match. The three from Raw, um, Oscar, Carmella, and Nikki Cross took on Raquel Rodriguez, Lynn Morgan, and Natalia from um, SmackDown. Um, DJ, this one. I've seen, I've seen, that's what my brain was, so, so, okay. um, the entrance is, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I missed the match, honestly, I fell asleep, literally, and they were coming out, I just, okay. uh, well, I didn't see it, and I didn't happ
other things that happened after this, it, it would have put me to sleep too. Um, except for the fact that I was sitting up in my wheelchair and starting to fall asleep in a wheelchair. Um, it was, I mean, once again, it, it was a typical, just run of the mill, you know, we have a multi team person match. Let's just put them all in tag match, tight match. Um, I mean, I didn't enjoy the match total at all. Um, Carmella, Asuka, Nikki Cross won. And, and I mean, arguably, that was the weaker team of the two. Um, but Asuka saved this match. I mean, whatever we thought about this little character change, I think is starting to come out because she just went off on everybody. Um, you know, Liv Morgan, Raquel, um, Natalia. I mean, Liv, I mean, her own teammates, Carmella, Nikki Cross. She just just started beating the shit out of everyone. Um, and then, you know, booking her as an unstoppable badass is what's going to push Asuka forward. Um, love the new face paint, love the new mask. Um, she saved this match for me from being a D. Um, I gave it a C minus. Okay. Yeah, I um, I I definitely agree with you there, Greg. And and you know, with her character change and everything, <clears throat> I think that's why I'm kind of leaning towards Oscar winning the Elimination Chamber for the women and going against Bianca Belair. I think that would be a tremendous match. This match here, I mean, like you said, if it wasn't for Oscar saving the match, I probably would have gave it a D. I was surprised that Team Raw beat Team SmackDown. You know, like you said, they were the underdogs. I thought they were the weaker team because of Nikki and Carmella. I'm still not sold on Carmella. I don't think she's all that great. You know, she's good to look at and everything, but I was just, you know, glad that Oscar was able to do what she did and save the match, you know, and karate kicking everybody, her own teammates as well. I gave it a C- minus as well. After that, though, DJ, don't want these next two matches. You're going to hit yourself because you missed. So, just give you a warning. The next match was Bronson Reed taking on Mustafa Ali. Trivia? Did not like this match at all. It, it really had nothing, you know, no bearing on, <clears throat> on anything, you know, for the two of them, for their career, they really don't have it. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. They really don't have anything going on, you know, between them. There's really, really been no rivalry, no feud between the two of them. But this might start something. But I'm just not. I just didn't like this match at all. I didn't think it was that great. I knew Bronson Reed was going to win. He's more of the brutal kind, and he took advantage of the match real quick. I gave it a C. Wow, generous. Absolutely generous. All this was just, honestly, nobody knows who Bronson Reed is and what Bronson Reed can do. So they put him in the ring with, A, a smaller man, but an athletic man that, you know, has garnered some slight popularity and interest from the fans. But all it was was a squash match to show Bronson Reed's 
a quote unquote credible threat in this elimination chamber match. As he beat Mustafa Ali, who gives a shit? Um, I think, like I said, you, your C minus is very generous. I gave him a D straight up as a dumb dog. <laughs> Uh, Greg, before we get to the last match, DJ, what do you think about Bronson well, Reed? We didn't get to the last match yet. That's what I said, before we get to the last match. But the last match is next, so go ahead. Okay. What do you, what do you think? I, I like Bronson Reed. Like, I liked him in NXT, you know, when he held the championship. Not the NXT, but uh, the North American championship there. I, I liked it. I do like Bronson Reed. I wish they would just like he's a big, strong man and he can move around. Like I wouldn't mind seeing him going like attack Sheamus and Drew or something. You know, go attack some big dudes where we can get some good matches out of him. When I see that he's gonna be Bronson or uh, Ali, I'm like, come on, really? Right. I already knew that it was probably just gonna be Bronson going in. And then Rick Boogs. 
Oh, I just don't know what to make of that thing with Rick Boogs and the Miz. I, I hope they're not going to continue this feud all, you know, for a long time. I just couldn't get behind it after that. I gave it, you know, counting both segments. Overall, I gave it a C minus. Okay. So after hearing our descriptions of what Miss DJ, how on a scale of one to five, how disappointed are you to, to, to the fact that you missed that? I didn't see the interview. Oh, okay. I didn't see the match, but I did see Miss TV. And I was like, for probably two minutes or so, I thought he had boxing gloves on his feet. <laughs> And then he, I think he super kicked someone at some point and he made that big that he made that big smack and I'm like, all right, who's smacking him like that one? Because how are those things making that noise? You know, so it was a little weird, but it was funny. It was sad, I guess, right now. Where's all that crazy shit? Uh-huh. But I mean, overall, this TV to me was. TV. Um, yeah, it was better, like you said, because it was, you know, Seth was on it and, uh, you know, he's going to make it better no matter what. Just, he could have came out like not said a word, just with the stuff he had on and just came out and kind of danced around a little bit and it would have been pretty good to me. You know, so uh, I will be minus for being, I'm not sure about the match, but it probably sucked. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just one quick moment here. Okay. We're at 52 minutes of the show, so I just want to make sure we don't get interrupted in the middle of the segment the recording stopped. So, after that, they then went to the main event of the match. It was a triple threat match between Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Bianca Belair. Um, if Bailey or Becky won, the Elimination Chamber would start out as a triple threat match. Um, but if neither one of them won, it was just the six women in the chamber match. Um, Trivia, you lead off. I gave the match a T minus. No, all the kids. Um, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, three of the. T- I think I believe, in my opinion, three of the top stars on Raw in the same match. Bailey, I think Bailey's getting a little bit more, a little bit better each week now. I wasn't too uh, sold on her after she came back from being out for a long time. Spent a lot of time with uh, um, damage control. Kind of hurt her, you know, performing in the ring individually. But I, I thought this was a really good match. Bianca Belair did get the win when she gave uh, Becky Lynch the KOD and she landed on top of uh, Bailey. I thought that was going to be the pin. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to see the pin end up this way. But then Becky Lynch, you know, slowly rolled off and Bianca was there for the pin. In a way, I'm kind of glad that Bianca won because I didn't want to see anybody else added into this, uh, uh, into the women's elimination chamber. It would have been, it would have looked weird with seven people instead of six. So I'm kind of glad that, uh, Bianca won. I thought it was a really good match. A lot of action in the match. I enjoyed watching it. I gave it an A. Okay. Um, excuse me. 
I, I did like the match. I mean, I, I will debate you any day of the week that they are not top the, how did you say it? Three of the top women on Raw. They are right now the three top women on Raw. If you can name somebody currently on Raw that would rank higher than any of those three, I'll debate you with that all day long. Um, and so you knew you were going to get, I mean, like I said earlier in the show, I pretty much started matches at C and go up or down from there. This one I started at B plus to go up or down. I expected this to be an excellent match, and it was. Um, the other competitors that are involved in the Elevation Chamber match all coming down, um, being at ringside, just to kind of watch the match. I thought it was all going to just be a melee and everything was just going to be Ubar and there was going to be no winner declared and they would have put both Becky and Bailey in the Elevation Chamber, starting out as a fatal four-way and then just bring them in one by one. Um, that was my first initial thought when I saw everybody come down because that's typically what WWE would do. But the other competitors did fight, but it was outside the ring. Um, they got into an EO Sky and Dakota Kai came down and kind of helped Bailey. But I, I did enjoy the match. Um, just a little overall, little less. Um, I, I gave it an A minus. Okay. DJ, any thoughts or anything you want to add to it? I see it was probably like a well, maybe two minute video. So they kind of just showed all the high spots of the map. So you know, and it was pretty much what I expected out of these three. You know, because you're right now they they are the top star. There is no one better. And I might even go as far as to say. Even out of the damn pen. I mean, there is some good ones out there, but these three are up there at, at the very top. So I expected a great match. I did want to see one of, one of the two win. I didn't really care which one it was, but I did for some reason. I don't know why. I, I think I watched, I watched the match, and I was watching Peacock the other day. I can't even tell you what one it is. I forgot, but. Whatever one it was that they had three guys start in the ring, I think they don't have but it was one of them, and I'm like, oh, no, I kind of like that. And I, right. I really like it. Oh, to be honest, but I, I kind of liked it in the chamber, so I was hoping for it, I guess. And and Bianca, you know, hit the moon and put Bailey on Bailey on I was almost going to be okay with that. I'm like, all right, cool. They want to keep everyone as strong as possible. That's the way they're going to do it. I was okay with it. Um, but it didn't happen that way. And I don't know. I think it's kind of sad because I feel like you need to have that in the Bailey on your paper. They were on your three to five of it. I feel like they need to be in on there. They are the two top women. Why? I don't know. I guess maybe they will be in some way. But I felt like one of them should have won. Um, but from the high spots that I've seen of the match, I'll give it a B plus because I know it has a little bit somewhere around here. Alrighty. Okay. Um, so overall, um, top to bottom, I mean, once again, for 
every really good segment, there was a bad match, or for every really good match, there was another bad match. And this, uh, I'm tired of this. I mean, yeah, have I ridden a roller coaster in years? And would I love to be on a roller coaster right now? Absolutely. But not when I'm watching um, a program like this. I don't, you know, don't like the ups and downs. Um, so overall, I'm going to have to give it a C plus. Okay. Uh, I, I totally agree. I mean, one of the things, my grade was a little different, but one of the things that it just popped into my head again that DJ had talked about a while back, and Greg had mentioned, you know, how Monday Night Raw puts the little screen on the left-hand side while they're doing a commercial so you can still watch the match. I enjoyed that. But at one time during one of the matches, I counted 11 commercials. I understand, you know, you've got the, you know, you've got the ads and people got to do their, um, their promos for their products and stuff like that. But 11 commercials. I'm saying to myself, well, that, what, what, what do you mean by 11, 11 commercial breaks? Uh, no, 11, 11, 11 commercials in a row. Well, yeah, when they're 18 seconds long, or 20 seconds long, I mean, it's a, it's a two-minute, two 45-second break. God, that seemed like it went on forever. Well, uh, at least I was glad I was able to see the, uh, you know, the match when they had it in the left-hand corner of the screen, I, I gave it a B minus, the overall grade. Okay. And DJ? I will, like I said, being that I didn't see some of it, at least pretty much what I didn't see was the block stuff, the stuff that probably I didn't really miss much. So, right. From what I've seen, and I gave some B's here, so I'll go B. I'll, I'll give it a B. Right. And, um, if I can remember correctly, the picture-on-picture picture thing in the commercials, it was SmackDown that did it first for a while and then kind of stopped. I never seen Raw do it up until recently. I wonder why they're I, I can't remember SmackDown doing it. I, I remember doing it. It was, uh, I mean, Fox doing it. I remember during when it was on FS1. But I don't remember it being a, a box. Um, first started uh, SmackDown, you know, okay. when they first the box and they were trying, you know, they were making it big. I believe it was probably a good month or so that they had Pitcher on Pitcher. Then it just kind of stopped. Um, I mean, I don't know why, but because I didn't mind it either. Um, but. But yeah, the show is okay. And Trim, to your point about the commercials, especially right now, I feel like they're showing a lot of the Super Bowl commercials. You know, all the, the commercials they had on Super Bowl. Yeah. So oh, this is one show that I kind of, from what I've seen, I was okay seeing a lot of them. Yeah. They were very good. So, but normally, normally I'm like, uh, what's going on over here? Yep. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was our Monday Night Raw recap. Um, we got Elimination Chamber coming up in three more days, but I think before we get to the Elimination Chamber, it's Nuggies News. So, Greg, the floor is yours. 
Uh, just, just a few things because, I mean, we're already at an hour and ten minutes. I know Trivia's um, ladder is probably kicking him right now. Nope. Um, Fine. So, we'll, you know, we won't go too, too, too long. Um, I, this is one reason. Pull, I pulled up an article. This is one reason why I typically, when I go to get my news information, I, I basically go to three sources because I... Uh, I pulled up a website called PW Mania, and they have breaking news involving the Elimination Chamber. Okay? We have confirmed with WWE details for the pre and post show festivities surrounding the Elimination Chamber. The company has confirmed that. A WWE Elimination Chamber kickoff show will be starting at 7 o'clock this Saturday with the post-show press conference happening immediately after the event on Peacock. This is why I don't go to stupid, dumb-ass websites like this. They, they release this information as breaking news. And so I saw the title and it said, oh, breaking news involving WWE Mission Chamber. Check out the exclusive here. So. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, that would make you go and check out what they were talking about. Exactly. Which now means I'm going to get that stupid website to pop up my phone to the algorithm the next 30 days until I don't pull up a single article from there. Right. Um, yesterday being Valentine's Day, uh, people wishing Happy Valentine's Day everywhere and all over the place. Well, Matt Riddle took to his own personal Instagram with a photo of him and his girlfriend. Um, I forget her name. Um, Misha. Um, a very happy Valentine's Day. And as he Direct quote from Matthew Riddle's verified Instagram. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone, and especially my girl, Misha. I love you with a heart emoji. And I will see you all very, very soon. How soon can that be? Will it be the first Raw after Elimination Chamber to build something up for WrestleMania? I guess you'll have to tune in to Monday Night Raw to find out. Um, WWE, you know, I, I wasn't able to join um, the show. We did our SmackDown um, recap. Um, just sometimes shit happens here. I'm at a health and rehab facility, and sometimes it just doesn't work out to my advantage. Um, but WWE, as we know, or if you didn't, you will now, is going to be in London for their Money in the Bank pay-per-view and SmackDown Live. Typically when they go overseas, they record SmackDown and then show tape the next week. Nope, it was live over there and performing SmackDown Live for the first time ever in London the night before Money in the Bank. That's big news. Um, hold up one other thing. It's a predicting 2023 Elimination Chamber's biggest surprises. So, 
I'm going to go through what they have here on a scale of 1 to 5, eh, 1 to 10. Give me your ideas as to whether you think this would be, you know, how exciting of a surprise or shocking you think it would be. The first one they have, Jey Uso turns on Sami Zayn. Um, how shocked would I be? I would say seven. Okay. Mr. 24-7. I, I don't think I'd be too shocked because in my mind, I feel like that's what's going to happen. I'm almost positive that's going to happen. Because I'm almost positive we're going to see like Sammy and Kevin Hurts do so. So I'm not going to be shocked if that happened. I'm almost waiting for it to happen. Um, number uh, one, I guess. Zero. Okay. I thought I'd go a little higher than that, but I think to get to Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos, you need to find another enemy in a bloodline. And I think Jay making this be a ruse the whole time to screw over Sammy um, would be perfect. And, and I think that would be the only substitution that the WWE Universe would accept is Sammy and Kevin against Usos and not Sammy and a triple threat against Cody and Roman. So will I be shocked if it happens? No. But I'll, I'll go as, as, as low as to All right. Next one. Austin Theory loses the US title. DJ, what do you think? I think I would be shocked right now. I think using this elimination chamber to avoid that boost. So I would, if he loses, I'll go 10 on that. No, I'll go, I'll go 8 because you really never know. I'll go 8. I'll go ahead. Yeah. I'll say, um, well, I don't think he's going to lose it at Elimination Chamber. I think they're going to say, I think they're going to carry him through till WrestleMania. Um, how, how, I'd say my surprise level would be like a, a three. You'd be only a level of three. Well, the low being shocked, being lost. Well, the lower number is the the shock value is. Oh my God! Uh, or no, no, the bigger the shock, the higher the number. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm going to go like eight and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say a three after the way you said what you said. Like, no, I'll go, go three. I'll go eight and a half. Um, I, I, yeah, I would be absolutely shocked um, if he loses the title. <sighs> And we'll get more into the OS chamber, but it, how he gets there is is what's going to shock me even more. So I'm going to go nine and a half. Okay. Um, a couple other quick little ones that they say. Montez um, Ford jumping off one of the pods in the chamber to deliver a massive frog splash. Yeah, I. I uh... Like, how shocked would you be if that happened? Nine. Three. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, yeah, it's going to happen. So, 
it wouldn't shock me. I'll still be amazed at the height that he gets when he comes down on somebody, but I'm not going to be shocked at all if he doesn't. I mean, if he doesn't do it, I'll be shocked. If he doesn't do it, I would give a nine. I will not go okay. five. I'll go four. Um, but if he, you know, I'm expecting it, so I'm going to go two. Okay. Um, Oscar pulling off of Shayna Baszler and ending up by eliminating every other competitor in the match by herself. DJ? Um, I'll go, like, I think because I really want that to happen, I'm going to go, like, a four. Because I, I won't be too shocked because I believe that that could happen. It's that good. And I'm almost expecting it to happen. So, yeah, I'll go four. Okay. Well, I'll go five. You'll go five? I'll go five, yeah. Um, shock level, yeah, I'd go right between there, four or five, maybe four and a half right in the middle. Um, excitement level, if it happens, it would be like a nine. Um, but, yep. Um, with Damian Priest being ill in his chamber, he's not expected to be ringside during the big tag match. So, Ray Mysterio shows up during Jeopardy's match to get a little payback against his son Dominic for ruining his Valentine's Day dinner with his wife. He's got to get. He's got to get something. Uh... He's got to get something on his part. I mean, everything that they've done with that so far has all been Dominic and Rhea, Dominic and Rhea. Nothing with Ray. I mean, Ray hasn't, you know, done anything really to combat it. I did read something that uh, when they broke it, when he kind of interfered with the Valentine's dinner with his mother and father, I guess Dominic took off and had Rhea ended up paying the bill or something like that. But what I read somewhere, but um, I would probably go five, five and a half. Okay. Mister, um, or something. This is another one I'm kind of expecting, I guess, because the bill and the rain down actually fight each other in the rain. We're going to just see something or other happening. So I expect it to happen. I'll go three. Um, I, I, guys, if, if they're going to bring Rey Mysterio all the way up to Montreal just to have him confront his son during a match, I, I'd be really shocked. I really would. Um, I could see something like that happening on Raw or something, maybe him showing up on Raw. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go a little bit harder, guys. I'm going to go seven. I would be shocked to see it happen. And then the last one, and this will end the Nuggies news. Um, the Hurt Business reunites to aid Bobby Lashley in defeating Brock Lesnar. I would not be shocked at all. Uh, I'm almost thinking if they're going to have Bobby win, if they want to have him beat Brock, and 
I don't think, I mean, I don't think um, I, I'd be in fact. I'll go, I'll go four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want it to happen. Because in my eyes, if it does, it then sets up another Bobby Lashley slash Brock Lesnar confrontation match, something. And my fear would it be like a steel cage or something at WrestleMania. And I just, I don't want to see it. I, I don't. I want this to be their last confrontation, their last match. And, and the fact that it is just a straight up match, there's no stipulations. I don't know. Um, so I, I would be absolutely shocked if it happened. I'm going to go, I'll go eight. Okay. And folks, that is Nuggie's news for this evening. Um, Chip, do you have anything going on with your independent matches? Uh, the only work? thing I believe I, I have is, uh, yes, Test of Strength, March 11th, will be at the Elks Club. At 283 West Main Street in Waterbury, Connecticut. Tickets are $20 online, $25 at the door. General admission is $15. Scheduled to appear, former WWE star Fandango. Also, notorious Mimi, who is better known as Sloan Jacobs in WWE, whoever Sloan Jacobs was. Uh, never heard of her, unless she was in NXT with the developmental down in OVW. Uh, that I don't know. But but so, but some of the matches that they put together is one of my all-time favorites. I've been following the man's career for a long time. Bobby Ocean uh, will go against former WWE wrestler Fandango, and they have a six-way survivor match. Sammy Diaz versus Mike Skyros versus Jordan Rowe versus Test of Strength Young Boy versus Brother Greatness versus Mark Alexander versus Ricky Smokes. The winner of that will get a championship match in the near future. The K1 Classic Championship, Ichiban, will score off against TJ Crawford. And the tag team, the, the tag team of Team Mission will go against Team Frost. And the tag team championship match, it is standard, Team Standard, don't know who they are, they didn't give their names or anything, are going to go against Miracle Generation. Now, Miracle Generation has been making some noise in every organization they've gone, they go in. And I mean, they're just—they're just making a name for themselves everywhere. So we want to wish them luck. And then they had a women's champ. They had it written down: women's championship question mark versus question mark. So I have no clue, you know, what they're going to do. I bet you question mark wins that one. I bet you they do too. And it's going to be TBA. So, but uh, and also thank you, Drew, Matt Tavin versus Brad Hollister this weekend for the NEW title. Should be a great match. These guys have had classics over the years. It's going to be a great match. 
So, that, right, really quickly, uh, Sloan Jacobs. Um, she's 20 years old, so she's very, very young. She um, participated in open trials at the WWE Performance Center in December 2021. Um, she was announced as a member of the recruits. Her debut match of NXT, she lost to Nikita Lyons. Her second match in NXT, she lost to Roxanne Perez. Um, and then she competed in a 21 that 21 Battle Royal that Zoe Stark won. Um, and then she had one other match where she competed Thea Hall. It was her only victory to um, on her record in NXT. Oh, okay. And then November 1st of 2022, she came to a, an agreement on her uh, releasing from her WWE contract. Okay, I guess they must have found out that there was nothing there. So. Oh, no, it was reported that she was released from her WWE contract along with other NXT talent. Oh, okay. All right, well, so thank you for that. that. Thank you for that information, Greg. Right? She's five foot three hundred forty-seven pounds. That's why he's the best in the business. And she's twenty years old. Okay. So now, three days away from Elimination Chamber, I believe there's three matches plus the two chambers. Correct? Yes. Yep. Yep. Do we see any more coming out of Friday SmackDown, or is this what WWE well, is going to go with? Let's just go over the matches real quick. All right. Um, the three singles matches are Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, um, Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley um, in a mixed tag match, and then obviously Roman Reigns taking on Sami Zayn. The two chamber matches, the one is for the United States title. It's Austin Theory defending against Seth Rick and Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Robson Reed. Damian Priest and Montez Ford, and then the Women Elimination Chamber match to determine um, the number one contender for the Raw Women's Title match in a match at WrestleMania. It's Asuka versus Lynn Morgan versus Nikki Cross versus Raquel Rodriguez. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, try to get through that without coughing. Uh, versus Natalia versus Carmella. Those are five. Advertised matches. Okay. Um, do you think WWE is going to come up with another one out of SmackDown on Friday night, or they'll just go with what they have? And you know, because the Elimination Chamber matches are probably going to go, you know, quite a while time-wise. Chamber matches themselves. Yeah, it's not a big board, so usually they end it around eleven. So, I mean, the chamber match is usually what? I mean, almost an hour long each? Yeah, somewhere in that area, yeah. So, I mean, if you look at the other matches, how long might they go? I mean, I can see them not adding anything else. And if they do, I don't know, maybe maybe Sony DeVille against Charlotte Flair Mm. again. I would I wouldn't mind seeing I mean would I wouldn't mind seeing it, but would you guys mind seeing uh Drew and Sheamus against the Viking Raiders? I mean they put that on I'll be okay with it. I mean we 
got to watch it up now, you know? Yeah, I mean, the only thing with that is, is I would expect that to be a 15 to 20 minute match. And I'm thinking if they're going to put something else in, it's going to be a filler of like 10 minutes or so. And I don't, I don't see them only giving those four guys that little bit of a time unless they're going to take it away from one of the other matches. Right. Or, no. You know, I mean, you got to figure Lashley, Lesnar's going to be 10 minutes long. I mean, if either one of them go much longer than that, they're going to be out of breath. And I forgot to say, Brock Lesnar was beat red for being in a rumble for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, you know? he's good out of the gate, but not much in the way of stamina. That's for sure. Right. right. But um, but I think, one, I think the best... Uh, Oh, uh, what was it? Uh, what uh, three matches again? Brock, Sandy Zane, yep, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, and then the next tag match. I think uh, I think Roman and Sammy are going to be the best one of those three individual ones. Now, yes. that's not saying I think Snoop is white. Well, the reason I say that is. This is an elimination chamber. So are they going to end the show with the men's chamber or are they going to end the show with Roman and Sammy? I, I think, yeah, I think Roman and Sammy. I do too. I think Roman and Sammy will. will Mike, you're up, Kim. Oh, sorry. Slide over. Sorry. Yeah. I, I think Roman and Sammy will end the show. I think it's going to be a, a good way to end the show. And. You know, we'll just see what WWE, uh, how far WWE wants to wants to go with this uh, Sammy versus Roman thing. I, I believe we're, we're going to see it at Mania, but with Elimination Chamber coming up, I think it's going to be a brutal match with these two. I don't, I don't think. I mean, if we go back to that thing in Nuggies News where Jay turns on Sammy. I mean, that would be the perfect way to set up the storyline to get somebody else in the bloodline to be hated enough for them not to boo Cody Rhodes out of the stadium when it's Cody Rhodes' first reigns and Sami Zayn is not involved. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you really look at it, they're in Montreal and they're probably going to want a big name at the end of the show to get a huge pop and who better than the other. So I mean I I really feel that we are going to see set up. I really do, and I don't. Roman and having another match, maybe another match, but after a big match, like this is just to get it. Let Sammy get in there and set this bigger thing up. So right, yeah, that's why. That would be the Yep. Yeah, DJ, you're starting to break up on my end. Yeah, you get a little choppy in my end, too. Yeah. Um, but also. I, 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 yeah, I do kind of have to get going here yep. shortly because, I mean, it's 8 30. Right. Um, they, they come around here very, very, very shortly for evening bed. So right, I was just going to announce that. 
Yep, I was just going to announce to everybody out there before we go, um, this Saturday, 2 p.m., will be the Top Rope Reports Prediction Show, our Elimination Chamber Prediction Show. Looking forward to seeing everybody again. You know, if there's anybody out there that likes or dislikes our picks, let us know. Um, and in true uh, bonus form, uh, we will be predicting the order that they enter um, into the match. Um, so we'll have to predict the first two that are in the ring fighting. And then how they, the other four enter, but also in the order that they're getting eliminated. Ooh, okay. And add a little extra wrinkle to it. Definitely. Um, and obviously, six, five, four, three, two, and then the winner. Yep. Um, you know, point wise, out the bulge, point wise, and bonus points for, you know, X amount correct or X amount whatever. Exactly. Um, age, but just to give a little food for thought of what you might be in for and what you might be interested in hearing, um, yeah, those are just two of the predictions that we get uh, this year for the Elimination Chamber for All right, cool. So once again, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Jeff Jarrett with the passing of Jerry Jarrett yesterday. So I want to thank DJ for joining us, uh, even though it was late. You know, I was always glad to see you. Always great to have you on the show. Uh, you added, you added a, a nice dimension to the show as well, so hopefully – We'll, the three of us will continue this for quite a while. So on behalf of the Nugster Greg and Mr. 24-7, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report, saying thank you all for joining us, and we'll catch you on Saturday at 2 p.m. for our prediction show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.